Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, Evie Nihuluwan, Dr. Evie Nihuluwan, a very well-known, high-profile academic, uh, has been in television as well for a long time. Uh, so it would have shocked lots of you, I'd say, to hear her story of being relentlessly pursued and harassed by another member of staff at University College Dublin. But is this sort of thing far more common uh, than uh, we would like? Well, um, activist for ending revenge porn, uh, Limerick woman Megan Sims is on the line, as is PhD student at uh, the University of Limerick in sociology, Louise Ryan, to chat to us about this. And you're both uh, very welcome. Um, Megan, what was your reaction when you heard this story about Evie Nihulawan and the terrible things that she'd been through? Unfortunately, it's a story I've heard repeatedly from many people we've seen with the rise of the media movement it's in a lot of different careers and it's very very common but i mean i read through the entire article and it was extraordinary what she had to put up with um you know and frightening and i mean there was one episode where she was on i think she said a girls weekend in cork and the guy in question um tracked her down and turned up in reception and eventually had to be escorted from the building. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I and a ton of other girls I know have been through this as well. Um, there's kind of this narrative that if you say no, you're playing hard to get or sure, she'll give in eventually. And it's, it's very normalised in society, I think, as well, especially in on TV and media and everything. You know, you see this story of the man always gets the girl in the end and it's this great love story. But it's really feeding this stalking issue that we have, um, which is quite, it's hard in legal terms to, we don't really have proper stalking laws either. That's actually under the harassment and harmful communications bill that's being passed. But while we have stalking uh, laws, it's not properly in, our laws aren't up to par yet on that either. Um, so it's quite hard to navigate the issue in Ireland, especially right now. I mean, Evie Nihuluan said that it got so bad for her at one stage um, that uh, she uh, had to be escorted by uh, the dean in uh, the college um, back to her office to get her belongings and then to the car before she felt safe to drive home. And that was just one instance um, of it. Yeah, it's really awful. Um, uh, Louise, what did you make of it all? I think that if like this was obviously a very clearly a case of somebody being harassed um, yeah. and somebody receiving attention that they were not asking for in any way, shape or form. Um, I think that if you wanted to talk about it, kind of the echoings of this kind of behaviour in popular culture, like in movies and television, um, there is a myth that is perpetuated in certain Films or TV series like um, a recent Netflix film, uh, 365 Days. And there's this myth that physical or psychological abuse plays a legitimate role in romantic or sexual realities. That's a myth that does need to be kind of researched or to be examined very critically and to see who's watching these movies, who agrees with that myth and who doesn't. And I think that would give you a very clear idea of how easy it is for 
this kind of narrative of I'm going to love you so hard until you fall in love with me becomes very dangerous, as was the case in this um, particular instance of UCD. And, and do you think that what's in movies, and indeed it's been a theme in films including rom-coms for generations, um, mm-hmm. do you think it is reflective of what happens in society? I think that the like romantic comedies can present kind of new romantic relationships as things that are fun and that are exciting and that can be emotionally meaningful. But again, they do present like very idealistic um, types of relationships. They may not actually reflect reality um, and these long-term, you know, significant romantic relationships they tend to present uh, relationships where any kind of argument or disagreement would lead to a relationship breakdown. And so you have instances of people's possessive behaviours or potentially violent behaviours being seen as evidence of love and how much they love their partner. And again, I think that if you wanted to say that do romantic comedies influence viewers, Yes, potentially, but there's an awful lot more that can influence relationships. So observing, say, parents or grandparents or older brothers and sisters, like in talking to students, particularly around the topic, that seems to be much more what informs them and influences them and their idea of what a healthy relationship is. The the family dynamics that they would have seen. Yeah. Right. And we're chatting to uh, UL Sociology PhD student Louise Ryan and activist for ending revenge porn, Megan Sims. Megan, I mean, put simply, where, you know, e- even in your own life, is, uh-huh. the, is the line between being approached by a guy in the right yeah. way um, and being pursued in the wrong way? Well, I think... It's human nature to want to pursue someone you're attracted to. And I think we need to say that as well. Like, there's nothing wrong with pursuing someone if you do it in a respectful way. So there's a time and place, I think, to approach people. Like, if you're in an elevator alone with someone, that is not a time where the person feels like they can't escape. It could actually make someone feel quite unsafe. Whereas if you come up to someone in a bar, I would say that that's way more acceptable. Or a place, a public place, that's more acceptable as long as the person doesn't look busy. And people need to understand no as well. I've had a lot of instances of someone comes up to me, I say no, I'm not interested, and then they don't handle rejection well and start calling me a load of names or there's cases of like physical violence when somebody says no to rejection. And then if someone says no, we need to understand that that means no sometimes. Not everybody is playing hard to get. I've had people pursue me for years nonstop and it's like, constant as soon as I like make a new social media or I make anything they pop up and it's just constant messages or they make new pages and to contact me again and it's like I'm clearly not interested and I don't think I ever will be and it's kind of an invasion of privacy as well yeah yeah I mean what about for you Louise you know what what do you see as the gap between what's acceptable and unacceptable I think that like Megan was saying there needs to be a clear communication between both people in the situation and to have the same understanding of no, I'm not interested as being no, I'm not interested. So stop pursuing me, stop sending me messages. 
stop trying to contact me. Whereas there can be like a miscommunication and that is potentially harmful in people seeing as no as, okay, I'm just, I have to try harder or I have to think of a more elaborate plan to get her attention. But no, please stop contacting me means very much. Like there doesn't need, there's no kind of secondary meaning behind that in many cases. And I think it, it is a responsibility for both parties to say, to explain to one another when I say no, that means no and back off. And also, I mean, have we got to a point of equality in this where uh, a woman is as likely to approach a guy as the other way around? I think that that, that's very much true. Um, But I think that the the same boundaries and the same, I suppose, rules or norms are still in place. It doesn't matter whether it's a... A girl pursuing a guy or a guy pursuing a girl or anybody pursuing anybody, when somebody says and dictates a very clear boundary that, no, I don't want you to contact me anymore, sorry, you seem great, I'm not interested, then the other party should respect that. Right. And Megan, I mean, on that basis then, you know, clarity is important on both sides, isn't it? So, you know, should everyone never again say no unless they mean no and yes unless they mean yes that any attempt uh, on either side of some form of flirtation or extending the 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 initial flirtation through pretending not to be interested when you are interested or vice versa that that is an no, absolute no no with that i would say that that can you're treading then a very thin line because then it could fall into this victim blaming narrative. I would say if someone doesn't reply to you, if they don't seem interested, you should also take that as a no. Someone, a lot of women can fear retaliation from if they reject someone. It's a very common thing I've heard from a lot of people. Like sometimes if a guy's hitting on me and I'm not interested, I'll just try to remove myself and just get away rather than explicitly stating no. Because I've had people retaliate and I've, had, I've been called names and I've had people get really upset when I've said no to them. So I think it's a very thin line and there's a huge double standard there as well, I think. If um, a man if a man's seen as pursuing someone relentlessly, it can be seen as romantic or they're just interested or whatever. But if a woman is seen as doing it then they're seen as crazy mm. or you know, I yeah. think we need to I think we need to change the narrative around it altogether, to be honest. So, so, uh, that, so for you, for you, the clear the clear line is, you know, one respectful approach, and if there isn't yeah. a response, or the response is no, end of story. Yeah, I think that that's fair. Or maybe the person mightn't be interested that night. Like, if it's in a public setting, and you just say, you know, you can approach someone and say hi, how are you, and talk to them like a normal person. But a lot of people approach it in a they think that the woman owes them something in a lot of instances I've seen as well. Um, so say it's this whole nice guy trope on the internet of, okay, if I'm nice to this woman and I do this, then she owes me sex or she owes me something. Like if I buy her a drink, she owes me this. Yeah. Where, yeah. you know, it's, I, it's, a, it's a very thin line. Oh Yeah, I, I mean, Louise, you know, do you agree with what Megan is saying there? That, you know, there, there, it should be one approach and if there isn't a response or the answer is no, that is the end of it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that what Megan was saying about this idea of being the nice guy um, is something that we do very much see represented in romantic comedies. Um, like there's a popular movie that's on Netflix, again, called The Kissing Booth. And it, there's a character in it who has a history of violent behaviour and possessiveness. And there's a particular scene where the girl has told him that, no, she won't get in the car with him. And he slams his fist on the car and makes a big scene out of it. But it's presented to the audience as this is him showing how much he loves her. And that's the kind of complicated or conflicted narrative that you don't want to see replicated in real life and off screen. And and, and do you think that guys get that now? That they understand, most of them, where the line is? that That it's one approach and if the answer is no, that's the end of it. I think from, I suppose from talking to students about it, there does seem to be an understanding of the type of behaviour that I was just talking about is not acceptable. Or it does, it's not a healthy type of behaviour. But I think, again, you know, when it comes to private interactions between people, it's very difficult for me to say that, no, this never happens, or no, I don't think that that would happen in real life, because it but does. But should it happen? I don't think so. I don't. I think I would agree with what Megan was saying about having clear boundaries and being respectful of people's wishes, and if they say, no, I don't, I'm not interested right now, then you have to respect that and back away. And, and in that situation, Megan, I mean, would you would you say then that, you know, if, if for example, circumstances were ever to change and, uh, you know, a, a woman was interested in a guy that she initially said no to, does, does the guy have to wait until the woman suggests that before they, they can re-engage? Um, this is a difficult one. I would say, like, if you manage to bump into someone or something. Now, there's a limit on this. I would say if you try once and you don't get a response, a second time is kind of acceptable just in case. If it's a message or something, it all depends on the context of the situation as well, you know? Like, if you approach someone in a bar and she's not interested one night, then you see her a few months later, I would say that there's no problem then going up again and just saying, hey, how are you getting on or whatever and chatting and just gauge. I think it's in, it should be, we should be able to gauge interest when we're speaking to someone. If someone's not interested, then I would say, then it's time to back off. And I would never suggest waiting for anyone, ever. If if they don't seem interested, I would say don't wait around because you're only hurting yourself then, really, number one. And number two, especially if you don't know the person, wait. like a lot of people will wait around and they'll try to show up where they are. And I've, I've actually had it myself where, a guy was kind of, if he knew I was going out, he'd go out the same night. And he was like, um, he was like, oh, I, he was like, I just always come here. But he'd always go there by himself and just kind of follow me around for the night. And it got very inappropriate at one point. And I was very young at the time as well. Um, it can just make you feel quite uncomfortable and quite unsafe. Yeah. So I do think that, I do think that we, I think this is a conversation that needs to be had, especially in schools even on how to approach someone, how to know when someone's feeling unsafe. And, you know, how to communicate your boundaries to people. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, listen, really, really interesting chat this morning. Thank you both very much for taking part. We do appreciate your time as well. That's uh, Megan Sims and uh, Louise Ryan there. What do you think of what they had to say? WhatsApp us 86 123 Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.